0: This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. I have an incredible episode for you today. Such an amazing guest. Today's guest is Julia Monk. She is the founder of Saged App. And if you haven't heard of Saged before, it is an app on your phone that is designed to be a quick spiritual check-in for people who are looking to develop their Spirituality. So there are countless daily rituals, meditations, articles, live classes, ceremonies, courses, digital guides, workshops, all in this one app. Sage was launched in November of 2018, and it has since reached hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Julia has such an interesting story. She is from Sweden, eventually made her way to corporate America. She's a game designer and developer by trade, climbed her way up the corporate ladder, got that VP title, had everything she thought she wanted on paper, the family, the job, and then realized she wasn't fulfilled enter spiritual awakening and that is what led her to creating saged app which started out as a side hustle and took off and then became her full-time business it is such an impressive app and julia is just such a light i love her energy you guys are gonna feel it as soon as she starts talking she's so real so grounded so down to earth and i feel like a, a real model of what it looks like for us to step into this next level of conscious leadership. And so in this episode, we talk a lot about spiritual businesses, running a spiritual business, what it looks like to be a conscious leader, talk about business energetics. We talk about daily spiritual practices that Julia uses herself, what it looked like for her to build Saged and how she did it in such a state of flow. And as you're listening, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, the way she describes how everything came together. You can just tell like this is An example of divine inspiration, the universe provides the resources, was perfectly positioned with her years of expertise in what she was doing before and how carrying out that leg of the mission has led her to being able to explore some other things in terms of helping the planet in other really big ways as well. So if you are interested in all things spiritual entrepreneurship and what that looks like at a really high level, then you will absolutely love this episode. Julia is such an incredible example of uh, you do not have to run yourself into the ground, lose your freedom, get trapped in the cycle of hustling forever in the pursuit of building a worldwide highly successful, highly profitable, highly impactful company because that is what she did and she did it in such a state of flow and ease. So much to unpack in this episode. If you want to check out Saged, then head to sagedshop.com. You can go to instagram.com sagedapp Saged app. You can go to the app store, of course, and download the Saged app. There is going to be a link in the show notes with a super generous offer. It is a link to 50% off Saged premium, which includes their library of live classes, ceremonies, rituals, all mystical content, all the fun stuff. So that link will be in the show notes below if you want to get half off Saged Premium, amazing deal. And all the other links will be in the description below as well. There is so much gold in this episode. I had so much fun chatting with Julia. So without further ado, here is the incredible Julia Monk. I am so excited to announce that my new book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe is officially available for purchase right now. This book is a really comprehensive guide to manifestation and how the energetics of attraction really work. It is the perfect resource if you are ready to really learn how to raise your frequency, become truly magnetic, and make manifestation your lifestyle. If you really want to understand how manifestation works, I highly recommend checking out this book. The book is a completely channeled text and is super activating, so only get your hands on it if you are ready to truly shift your life. As always, I am so grateful for all of your support during this launch, the way that this community has supported me. It truly, truly means the world. And I really couldn't have done this without you. So thank you so much for that. And as an extra thank you for anybody who leaves a review for the book on Amazon, you can submit that at manifestationmasterybook.com and get a free bonus chapter that goes along with the book that no one else has access to. So if you want to be one of the first people to get your hands on this book, Manifestation Mastery, and if you want that free bonus chapter, just head to manifestationmasterybook.com and you can find all of the information there. You can head straight to Amazon to find the book as well. When you get it, be sure to tag me on social media at Christina the channel so that I can see that you're reading it. I can see which parts you are loving and I can repost you and say, thank you so much for supporting me with this book. And if it does resonate with you, tell everybody, you know, let's spread the love. Let's spread the high vibes all of the manifestation magic. That is my goal with this book. So again, all information you can find at manifestationmasterybook.com. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. So I like to start every podcast with a couple of questions with my guests to help the audience get to know you. Are you are you down? Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay. So the first thing is what is your morning ritual? How do you like to start your day?
1: Yeah, so my morning ritual, so this is me coming back from vacation three months and I kind of fell off my ritual. But what I normally would do is I go for a run. You know, like to start from beginning. I'm not a morning person. It's really hard for me to do anything amazing right when I wake up. So my morning starts when the kids are off to school. Like mm-hmm. we just do that part. And then I have my time before I start my work day. So what I would do is I live in Bernal Heights. This is how we have the nice hill in San Francisco. So I run up it. And it's a great exercise. And I do um my own little spiritual workouts up on the top. So basically <laughs> it's crunches. Oh no, it's not crunches. What is the other one? These squats. <laughs> squats, thank you. Squats. <laughs> I've yeah, been way too long. Doing a I mean, demo. Yeah. <laughs> doing
0: a workout class together. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: So then I do squats and I do it in four directions. I start in the East and I start with like calling in my higher self. So I do the triangle, I put it on my womb. I put it over my third eye, look up and I call in my higher self a couple times. And I do that as a, as a, as a squat. I <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> and then I turn and I face the South and I do that to open my heart. So I have this, like that like you open your heart. So you just spread your arms out. And again, you do squats. And I turn to the West and I just like have a prayer, like let this day just flow like water. And I do another <laughs> more squats. And then I turn to the North and uh, really just acknowledging the ancestors, earth. And from there, I just like try to sort of just keep what the ancestors wanted me to keep and get rid of like anything that's weighing me down that I don't want to keep. So like I do that. So it's a big morning ritual. And then I sit down. And I meditate, but I do this meditation that is pretty guided and I do it in a way to get guidance for the day. So for me, meditation is great. Again, like a mom running a business, I don't have a ton of time to just sit, but so for me, it has to be a little bit more like structured and give something bad yeah, immediately when I do it, like could complete instant reward type of person. But so I have this exercise that I do and I love to share. This is my favorite thing to do, actually, in the morning. So um, it's, a, it's something that I learned from Lisa Miller. She's a PhD. She wrote the, the Awakened Brain. If you're familiar with that, she wrote The Spiritual Child. She has a ton of books. And her research uh, is mostly about like how spirituality can help save up for depression. So if you have a spiritual practice, not necessarily religious, but if you're spiritual in any way, then uh, you're way less likely to be depressed. So she's really sort of, we have to get everybody to do this. And like, how can we definitely, especially teach young children to sort of invoke the spirituality in their lives. But she has a very simple process that I enjoy doing. And I do this every day. Um, So it's basically just taking a deep breath, a couple of counseling breaths, and you envision in front of you a table, and it could be any table, like whatever pops into your mind's eye, and you envision yourself sitting down at that table, and then you invite people to join you, but the ones that can join you are only people that love you. So you basically say, if you love me, please join me at this table and then you can see who shows up for you. And it might be different every day. And it might be somebody you know, or somebody you don't know, somebody's deceased, or you have no idea who they are, but they're there because they love you. And then you ask your higher self, like, you know, do you love me? And you feel like love bombing coming from the above as well. And then you ask source or the highest self, however you want to talk about it again, like, do you love me? And you feel like the love just streaming at you from three directions. And from that, Point and that feeling, you just ask a simple question: What should I do next? And you just see like what arises for you. And I love that because it's like it's always a surprise, you know. If I, I try to that. structure my days myself or I make a list, I know what's coming up. But this just allows other things to happen, so that's great. That was a that long so answer. Much. No, that was so
0: good. <laughs> I've never heard somebody say that before. I love the, I love all of that, and I love the incorporating a more spiritual side into the movement because i think often people separate those and i feel like you know for me my movement is one of the most important times every day that i'm getting a lot of information from my highest self for sure it's just moving all that energy um and the multitasking you know because people are like oh well, working out and then also my spiritual practice and it's like you can do it all at the same time all at the same time yeah. let me ask you if you're open to sharing so This morning, assuming you did that this morning, what came through for you about what's next?
1: So it was interesting. It was a lot about my youngest child. She just started second grade and it was really about how I can support her like better with like writing and math and all the things. And it was just like, it just came to me like, oh, you need to start this journal for her. And like when she comes home from school, she's going to write a list of all the things we're going to do together that afternoon. And that's the writing. And then we're always going to do some math, but like, you know, in a fun way that she likes. So that was just like, oh, perfect. I, that's great. I needed that today. So that was that simple. And it's always like things it could. And, you know, because I'm just like, work, 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 top of mind is work. When i am going to do my business? And like, it's always like, and so I <laughs> yeah. love my business. I'm so excited about it. But oftentimes I find myself, the guidance I'm getting is like, actually today you're just going to cook a really nutritious meal for your family. Like, okay, I'll let the business wait and then I'll do that. And it's always like, it's helping me balance. It's not, doesn't always have to be like business all the time. So it's, it's useful for me.
0: I love that. And I think that's something that, especially when people are new to their spiritual practice, I feel that people have these expectations of everything that comes through is going to be some, what my ego has decided, life-changing bit of information. And so often the most profound guidance is just this, it's the simplest thing or, when people are first opening up their intuition and their spirit guides or source is like, I love you. And they're like, all they said is I love you. And I'm like, that's a huge deal, you know? And so I think it's just so beautiful. Like I love the way you're describing that and sharing that of it's, Hey, we you're going to cook a beautiful meal for your family today. Like that is very significant. And usually the stuff that we need to hear more than whatever our ego has decided is some big life-changing piece of advice. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that so much. Okay, so my next question is what's a product you're really enjoying right now? This could be like an essential oil, a, a food item, a supplement, a book, anything physical.
1: Mm. Well, skincare, it's anything.
0: Yeah. Essential
1: oils is my jam. I have there we go. like I love young living. This is oh, okay. White Angelica that I just brought with me to this call. I didn't I didn't know why. Now I know. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> what what's in that one? What's so
1: the this blend? Is, yeah, so I'm not even sure what's in here. Let's see, white angelica. I think this. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what goes in it, but mm-hmm. I think this one in particular. I have a friend who is my guru when it comes to this, and she said this is the highest uh, vibrancy of the essential oils. Oh, so the white angelica. It. I don't know if it's a flower or something, but it just has yeah. holds the highest vibration. So it's just something when you need to be very pure. That is a great one to keep in your in your in your pocket. And, you know, I was traveling this uh, summer and I had so many essential oils, like some in my pocket, some in my purse. And I, I never really, I, it was just there. And it was always like perfect, you know, mm-hmm. to a friend or to a situation or to myself when I needed some support. And the way I like to work with essential oils to anoint myself. So like, I'll, I'll do that several times a day, just to sort of connect physically to my spirituality and like remind myself uh, about all the things. So. That is really my favorite product right now. And then, in terms of books, um this Awakened Brain by Lisa Miller, like awesome. Because yeah. I have, to, you know, awesome, because I have find like, you know, when we talk about spirituality and you have skeptics and they're like, oh, there's no science back. Blah, blah, blah. All she's done is like science back to spirituality. Like, you cannot, you can
0: read that and you'll be like, oh, oh, it's science backed. <laughs> you know, it's real. <laughs> I know. That's what's so funny is like the way people talk about spirituality. I'm like the whole, I mean, the way I got into this was very scientific and I'm like, it's all science backed. You're just not looking in that place, but there's a ton of science out there on it. So that's a great reference. Everybody listening, I'm sure they're going to want to pick that up. And it's just funny. Cause I'm. I was packing earlier because I'm going on a trip tomorrow, and I'm like, my entire suitcase is just oracle cards, essential oils, and crystals. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I I don't. There's. I I can't even put clothes in it because that's gonna take up all wow. the the weight capacity. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Same. But, I mean, I had a lot of tools with me. Like, yeah. I mean, crystals everywhere in my. There you neck. go. And then. My Malabi. It's like, yeah, we need our stuff. We need all of our stuff. It's <laughs> way more important. One outfit,
0: all, all of the crystals. Yes. That-
1: <laughs> and you can always <laughs> wash them. You know exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay. So next is
1: astrology big three. Uh, so I am a
0: Gemini Sun.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a Cancer Moon, and I'm Scorpio Rising.
0: That tracks. You know what's so funny is I had a guest earlier today who is a Gemini. Yeah. Gemini sun, a Scorpio moon and a cancer rising. Oh, that's great. so funny. It's yeah. hilarious. Okay. I love that. And then what about your human design energy type and profile?
1: Yes. So I am a manifesting generator. I am not familiar. I can't remember exactly what my type was mm. beyond that at the moment. Let me, that's I can okay. Think, yeah. That works. But that works. It, it, uh, so many pieces fell into place for me when I found that out, like yeah. the human design, a friend of mine uh, who helped me out with my company in the early days, she was highly into it. And I'm like, oh, everything fell into place. Like, oh my God. And for my family and the kids, I'm just like, wow, I have so much respect for that.
0: It all makes sense. It all, it all the world makes, makes sense again, once you yes. learn your, your human design, totally. for sure. <laughs> all right. So my last question here is what's a topic you're really interested in right now? Something that you are enjoying learning about, or just thinking about that you've been pondering, like what's been on your mind?
1: Well, so something that's on my mind is really about, uh, no biggie, but like, how do we save the world? <laughs>
0: you know. another <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so what comes up around that?
1: So I did this like amazing trip to Peru in March to Machu Picchu and did the Inca Trail and a bunch of plant medicine and it was amazing and all the things. Uh, and one thing that really came through to me was connecting with like Pachamama, like Mother Earth Gaia. And um, just really feeling the upset in the soul of the planet, you know, and just like, what at the F is going on here, you know, and just like really understanding like the wildfires and the imbalance and the this and the that, and like how it's all like stemming down to, you know, the human heart, the condition of the human heart that it's not healed. You know, that's that's sort of the root cause of all the pain and the suffering. But then she was just also showing me you know, where there's a path out. Of this and so of course the path out is like healing the heart of humanity helping people to sort of awaken rise up you know get rid of the trauma and change the story but it's also about physically basically protecting the amazon so it's like if the amazon goes we're screwed like there's no there is no continuation so it's really about like how can we put some cloud behind like really making that happen like how can we do you buy back the amazon like what do you do who do you support so i'm doing a lot of like active researching in terms of um and activism, like how can one get involved? How can a business get involved? Like what do we need to do? It needs to happen fast. So that's something, that's a topic that's like top of mind for me right
0: now. Yeah. And is there anything that off the top of your head, like people can, can do?
1: So there are a bunch of different, this like the Pachamama Alliance. There's another one I can't remember the name of at this moment, Amazon Alliance maybe. So there, there are a few things there, but It's a lot and a lot of it's great. Like it's about partnering with the indigenous tribes that are already there, giving them their back their land or securing their land, making sure that they can steward the land. But is that a guarantee that Bolsonaro is not going to sell it anyway to some company that's going to burn it up? Like it's unclear like how much power does it does that actually mean that you own land in in the Amazon? Like are they really caring about that? Are they still burning it down anyways? So, there's a lot of uncertainty with the message I got, and again, like yeah I, I, this this is why I'm doing the research, but it was basically the good people just need to buy all the land, yeah, just go buy it, we'll figure it out later, but as long as it's owned by somebody who's not willing to sell it for palm oil or somebody who's going to destroy it, that's sort of the key part right now, so just looking into that and also just like as being a conscious business being you know, sustainable business, a business that wants to take care of the earth, like how can we like consistently make sure that parts of profits always go back Mm -hmm. to the earth?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like I have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast and I'm sure people, I think a lot of people have a heart for that. And then people just feel like, I don't know what to do. Right. So uh, whatever research, you know, you're doing and what you discover, I'm sure people will be curious to like, hear if you have any leads.
1: Yeah, I will. I will shout it out from the mountains as we yeah. figure it out. Just like here it is, poor money over here. Like, you yeah, let's we'll see what happens. But I just like, it's something, uh, you know, something needs to be done. Like, you know, I started my business I pivoted away from like corporate America to do my business because I wanted to create a legacy and doing things that I felt were like awesome for the world and like for my kids or whatever. But then it's also like, well, we also need, we have some bigger stuff we need to do too. It's not just about a personal legacy in my story, but it's just like, well, how do you actually do, how do you do uh, capitalism in a, in a responsible way? And like, how do you funnel means back to where it needs to go? And again, I've come from Sweden, i like social democrat there. So we're just like,
0: here, take all the money. You know, it's like a very different way to, yeah.
1: to think yeah. about it
0: but i also think it's so cool to look at the bigger picture of that right like your career trajectory and how you know leaving corporate america and then creating saged and then like, that's also like, yeah, there's legacy there. And also that can fuel these other bigger projects and things to like actually save the planet, you know, and at all, I, I really believe that with business and career, like, like, what is your why? And when there's a bigger mission, a bigger why the universe is going to send you the resources to fuel that so that you can then fuel other things. And I think right now on the planet, it's really all about redistribution of of wealth. And if you're an open portal and you're ready and you know where to direct the money, like money will come to you and then we can use that responsibly. So I think it's a really important thing for people to realize right now is like, Hey, if you got, you know, if you had a ton of clients, customers, whatever it is, a lot of money, like, where are you going to put that to support the planet? Because when you're clear on that resources will come your way. I really believe that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. You know, like, um so that's another thing i like i love to discuss is also like you know how do we what is capitalism going to look like going forward and like what is good stewardship what is the divine feminine corporate structure is what i like to call it and it's like what does that look like you know how do we do that how do we not get so tied up in like oh i can afford a yacht now great like yeah. do you need the yacht or do you need to like maybe buy some more things in the amazon or like support these people or whatever it is Like so just like what do you, what do we actually need? Like, what do we actually need to be feeling fulfilled and content? Like, you know, how do we get out of this space of always wanting more? And of course, people want nice things and they should have nice things, but it's also, come on, Elon, like, why do you want to send up a rocket? How about saving the Amazon? Like, which one should it be? Hey, Jeff Bezos, you took their name. Are you doing anything for them? No. Okay. So it's just like, how do we come up with a culture of entrepreneurs and companies that actually? give a damn, you know, and actually do something.
0: What do you think that looks like? Like how, how do we create that culture?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's like uh, creating by doing. So that's what I'm how bent on doing is just like, I want to create this entity that is sort of a living organism, that it's like great for everybody who's collaborating and and supporting it. And like, that is just constantly giving back to the community, to the earth, constantly that that's just how it is and also like maybe there's like a a max ceiling of how much you can actually make of it if you made more than blah dollars then you're done (laughs) like everything else that you generate is just going to go back to the earth like you don't need more Mm -hmm. so like really playing with with things like that like how how would that work and it is interesting because there's so many layers of fear and scarcity and like oh and the want the need for always more so I, I love to think about it just as a a spiritual exercise of so like cleansing yourself of those ideas and constructs about how we need to amass all these things and you know and then then we die and like so, okay and then yeah. you know we're not going to bring the money with us you know they st- stays here yeah so.
0: I mean I think that's one of the most valuable places to like dive in if someone's on a spiritual awakening journey of like your relationship with money because there's so much to unpack there and like uh, i mean i'll say within like growing up in america just all of the all of the scarcity you know just so locked into it and i think we're gonna really have to heal a lot of those wounds for us to be able to trust ourselves and trust each other to use our resources responsibly mm-hmm. and consciously and like to your point models right and i think there's been a lot that's been pretty hidden you know people will know oh somebody makes a lot of money but what do they really do with that and now i feel a lot of that is coming to light and that's one of the you know good parts about social media media and having access to more information as people are seeing, oh, this person's spending money this way. And then how cool is it that now we can have these other examples of, hey, here's here's another method of how you can use your money a little bit more consciously and supporting the planet. And I think having that like highlighted more publicly will be an eye-opener for people as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited, right? Because I think there's going to be so much
1: change in like how people consume what they consume and what's driving them to consume what goods like so we're going to be way more conscious and like do i need that h&m top like from seven bucks of this came on a ship from bangladesh and like oh you're helping the global economy that family but like really are we are we is this helping anybody no so i feel like just like flipping that on its head is gonna feel so good if we get out of that and just looking at like my kids have a seven year old and a 13 year old and it's like Thirteen-year-old friends that they think way differently. Like they like makeup, but everything else like way more conscious and like trying to make better decisions. I'm like, oh, you know, they're, they're, there's hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and it's so interesting just seeing how people's spending behavior. Well, first of all, what it is, and then also how it's shifting. And you know, like people look at how I spend my money and be like, why do you spend so much on personal development? I'm like, well, why do you spend so much on alcohol? You know yeah. I mean? like, right. Exactly. Like, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how that continues to shift. The more people are kind of recognizing what's giving them, giving them value. Um, and I think that's what, one of the things that's so interesting to me about looking at your, your company and I want, I want to get into what led you to starting Saged. Uh, and so like, can you explain more about where you at, where you were at before and what kind of led you to that? Yeah,
1: of course. So my whole career before Sage was in the gaming industry. So mobile games, computer games, all the things. And it was something that I loved doing. So I have an MBA. I went to the university in Sweden when I was about to graduate, I was just like, what am I going to do? I don't want to be like an accountant or work on the consulting group or like, a, bleh, what have I done? Kind of thing. Like I was just, what am I going to do with this education? And Where am I going to go? And then at the time I was playing a ton of games and my boyfriend at the time, he's like, why don't you work for a video game company? I'm like, is that a thing? I guess. And then that sort of just like everything synchronicity fell into place that there was this company that would love to have me write my thesis and you know stuff for them and they hired me so like that was the jumping off start and then my career took me from sweden to the states and you know it was awesome i i went up the corporate ladder got my vp title i was like the only woman doing like product stuff and product design game design all this stuff so and it was fun like i really loved it like for a long time but then like when i was being 40 i just like it all came crashing down i'm like no. No, this is not fun. I don't want to do this. Like my life's like perfect on paper. Like I have the big title, the husband, the money, the kids, and like oh, the house, like all the things like on paper. My life's perfect. But then it's just like the the void inside. I'm like, what? This sucks. This can't be it. Like I'm not, I'm not having it. And luckily for me at that time, a lot of my friends here in San Francisco were doing a lot of spiritual work, like it with like plant medicine or whatever, like healers and this thing and that thing. So I got sort of entrenched in that to sort of try to figure out what I wanted to do and started sort of looking at, okay, what are my skills? What is my passion? What is it that I'm good at? And just really just sitting down. Okay. What is it that, you know, because the joy had just gone away from me in terms of like when it comes to my, my work and I had experience before, I know what it feels like to be into what you're doing. It's just like, where is my spark? Like, how can I, how can I find it? And after a lot of, um, <laughs> a windy road for maybe like a year or so I was just like slowly like opened up my creativity again which I felt had really been like shut down working in a male-dominated industry for so long that you know I always had to fight harder I always had to like yell harder and like push harder, and I, I was exhausted and I was just like you know screw it I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna give my creativity I'm just shutting it down so really just like opening that back up and then sitting with what what is it that i want to do and since i was going through my spiritual awakening at that time i was just so interested in all this healing modalities and all the stuff and i'm like i don't even know what do i do now so i would go and like have this amazing meeting with somebody or like you know, a journey or whatever and then there was like the dishes and i'm like well how do i like go from having like epiphanies and spiritual connection to the dishes and like mundane life like how can i bridge that and i really didn't know so that's kind of where sage came in i'm like what if there was an app that could help you stay on track you know even on the in the mundane days just to sort of like remind you of the things and the tools that you have uh you know at the ready so that's where it came about and it started mostly just like as a content container and then Um, I I, I just built it. I didn't really know exactly what it was going to be. So my poor designer, she's just like, so who's the core? Who, who, Who are we building for? Like, I don't know, but this is what I think it is. And this is what we need. So we've just been iterating, 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 and adding a bunch of stuff on the way. But so it was like a big, big pivot of really like answering my own call in terms of what I needed going through a spiritual awakening and just like, keep me sane, give me like good vetted information that, it's useful and short, bite-sized. I don't have time, you know? So it was really about like short on time, need good information, need to do something spiritual every day, help. So that that's where Sage came from.
0: Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's so much content in there. Like, so, like there are classes, there are meditations, there are all kinds of training. Like it's like endless, right? Yeah, it's a lot. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily. This is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again, and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly Attract different forms of abundance into your life. I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30 minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials you can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week, if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly dot L-Y slash C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. I want to go back to that moment when you realized, okay, everything's perfect on paper, but like something's missing. And you said that was around when you were 40. And I'm just curious, like, why do you think it was at that point? Like, had something happened that highlighted that for you? Or like, why do you think it was right then?
1: So, normally when, um, why was it? I mean, I think it was a little bit like midlife crisis kind of thing, but it was also like my job didn't feel fun anymore. And Mm. it was just like, mm, I, it just felt like, and I'm such a like pleasure-driven person. Like, if it's not fun, then I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, it's sorry. So for me, it was just like not Scorpio having joy. Cancer.
0: Yeah. It is.
1: <laughs> sorry, it's just not going to. So it's it was really about for me. It's just like I can't live that way, You know, I just can't live this way where it's so boring. Like mm-hmm. living with this much boredom is unbearable for me. So it was just about this is not going to work. And I had, and it was just like the job just like had to fall away. You know, and for the long, like for still two years, I was maintaining a role within the computer gaming industry, or whatever, but I was like thinking about this as a side thing. And then in the middle of the night, I would like wake up and like write design documents about this new thing I wanted to do. So it lit the spark in me again, like, oh, finally I found something that I want to do. And this is giving me so much joy. And so I built it up as a side project. And then it, you know, when I figured out that it's actually working, it became a full time business.
0: Well, it's like, <laughs> The way you talk about it, it's like, it's so low key, but I mean, building an app is a, is a big ordeal.
1: Yes. <laughs> like there's a, yes. Lot, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot. lot
0: that goes into it. So how are you managing all of that? What did that look like?
1: So it was interesting, right? Because I felt so overwhelmed already. Like, you know, I, um, had my job, like high power job, I had two kids and my little one was like a baby, baby. And then I had this idea that was like another baby, baby that I I had to sit with. And I just had this prayer, you know. I, I'm just like, please, source, God, creator, goddess, whoever is listening, help me find the time to do this. I really want to find the time to do this. And I would chant like every day for 40 days when I set out to do this, like this um uh Ganesh mantra, umgam Gam maha, to like unblock anything in my way for helping me start this design work that I need to start so that I can give it so this can happen. And miraculously, I found like pockets of time, like, oh, my husband would pick up the kids and I would go to a coffee shop for two hours and get some stuff done. And, or I just stay up all night one night, or I got the flu and I worked a little bit. And so it was like, amazingly, like the universe abided and like, helped me find the pockets of time that I needed to complete my design work about what is this? I was structured. What are the screens? What are the features and functionality? How are they interrelated so that I can hand it off to a designer? And then we handed it off to an engineer. Mm. Um, So that was just like a co creation with the universe because on paper, I didn't have time or energy to pull something like that off. But it just, but I never felt drained because this was just like, has been such a source of joy, of, you know, excitement about like, Wow, creativity that it's just really uh, improved my life quality like a thousandfold
0: yeah, I mean it's very much like a the generator thing, right i if if I have a project I'm so lit up about, it's giving me energy like it's it's charging my battery, and I think w- with everything that's on the app, I know it's like built over time. but what did it look like for you to uh, find all of these people to help with content? like there's just so much content like how do you, how do you put something like that together?
1: Yeah. So it was a big effort in the beginning. It's yeah. just like, okay, who do we want to work with? And I had people helping me also um, to sort of, well, who are your favorite spiritual teachers? Okay. Let's invite them in. Uh, Vanetta Taylor, which is one of my dearest spiritual teachers. She was an early contributor too. And, and my good friend, Whitney, who does a bunch of stuff. She was also, so like, they, they just came, they could just get pulled in. They heard about it and like, it was nothing yet but they're like I want to be a part of this I really want to like so it was just sort of you know magnetizing all these people uh so I felt really lucky like we never really had to um look far and we always like always welcoming new people like it's always like yes please if you want to be on if you want to read a live class or a moon circle let us know we're like we're always open to to meeting new amazing people to to do our live classes and content and that now we have a couple of you know writers on staff too so that we can get more consistent content in this less it's less sort of like hello help can you send some stuff but in the beginning it was more like that to sort of build up the library and now we have you know thousands of pieces of content and hundreds of classes and videos and whatever so there's a lot so now it's more like well how do we not overwhelm people but how do we give them here's what you should be doing today here's our recommendation for you if you do this you're on a really great trajectory
0: yeah Well, I think that's another thing with like nowadays. There's so much content, people are overwhelmed, and even just with within spirituality, for example, right? People who are like, okay, I want to go down this path, and oh my God, there's so many things I could be doing. There's so many different types of meditations and things to learn about, and it could be really overwhelming. So how, like, is there anything built within the app that's meant to help that or like any psychology around that? Because I know there are a lot of people, no matter what your business is, if you're listening, I think everybody's kind of struggling with that right now. Like, I don't want to overwhelm people, but we're also kind of in a content race. It can feel like, you know, and so there's a balance there. And so how do you manage that within the app?
1: Yeah, I, yes, we cared about that a whole bunch because I felt exactly what you're saying. You know, I would open, especially the meditation apps, like Calm and Headspace. And that's like a wall of stuff. Like, where do I begin? Or even Insight Timer, which is a lovely thing, but it's just too much content. Like I can't, I don't have time. I find myself like spending 10 minutes just like swiping around and not even starting and thinking, So we're doing something completely opposite. So we're handcrafting every day's content based on astrology. So, and the moon. So where's the moon? What signs are happening right now? What are the elements of those signs? What kind of information could be conducive on a day like today? So we have like a ritual that's like handcrafted for that particular day. And then we have a quick gratitude practice, just like you have to type down what you're grateful for. And then we have like a A guided meditation for that day that's never more than like five minutes, oftentimes just two to three, because that feels like, okay, I can do that. I can read that article. I can write my gratitude. I can get the meditation and be out under like five to six minutes. And you still got a really good dose of just like center, groundedness, opening your heart, opening your channel, like whatever it is that you needed that day. So we try to get to take the guesswork out of it and just like, this is actually something that's created for you on this particular day.
0: Yeah, and I think like that's the key right now with so much content. It's can we just take out all of the clutter and all of the extra fluff and just give people exactly what's really gonna support them? Because I think in this again, it just feels like this over like content race. Everyone's just trying to pump out so much, and it's just making people more confused. But I mm-hmm. really think if people there's so much more value in giving less. That's more potent, you know. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be extra stuff it just seems to be what's potent and helpful and people are going to pay for the convenience and you saving mm-hmm. them time you know yeah
1: exactly it's about the curation right so it's really about like do i need that book or do i need like the cliff notes so it's going to take me 5 minutes i still got something good out of it so yeah i agree we're definitely overloaded and and you know and then there's but there's a way to do it like yeah, we're on instagram and it's all bite sized but it's too bite sized there's nothing there that's really going to grab you or it's, yeah. To like whatever it's just like oh i like 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 but you're not really ingesting it into mm-hmm. your system so we're trying to actually have you do more interaction right so there's like yes i did that oh yes i'm gonna do that it's like that there is like okay i actually did something oh look at me good you know i'm checking things off my to-do list i'm working on my spirituality so that's becoming like a, a key thing to make it to feel like you're actually doing progress not to sort of like incessantly scrolling or just reading for forever It's like bite size, you're done. Good job. Yeah.
0: And not just like going through the motions, you know, but I'm curious, like what it's been, what it was like for you and getting it out to the world. Cause it's like, okay, I'm building this versus a side hustle and then it's ready to go. And then how, cause you have a huge user base, right. And I feel like apps is the hardest space, really the hardest space. (laughs) Oh, it is. Yeah. You know, I, I have quite a few friends with different apps and I just, you know, hear the stories and a lot of them a lot of apps don't make it. And so I'm curious for you, like what, what was really helpful for you in getting it out to the people who needed it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is where my background was really helpful, right? So I'd been working on mobile games that, you know, made hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So I knew, I know like the mechanics of, you know, what to do that. Uh, Granted, a lot of that is based around scarcity. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not going to bring any of that shit. Like, no, Mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, But I also been working on uh, membership sites. So like uh, Pogo.com, which is an online gaming community where they have a club component, which is like premium, no ads, more stuff. So I'm like, that's probably a better model for what we're trying to go for, right? So it's really about how do you build a good premium package. I do build a good membership program. And what, and also like in terms before I launched, like just running all the financial models, like, okay, this is kind of what it needs to look like. If it doesn't look like this, then it's not going to work. So I knew early on what sort of the benchmarks were that I was wanted to get. So I had something to validate against. So I would launch it on November 1st, 2018. I had like, sat in in my little like meditation nook. I had like all the notebooks that I've been scribbling the designs with. <laughs> I had like all my big crystals. I had essential oils, candle and a big singing bowl. And I was like launching it like on my laptop I had this like button I needed to press and I you know played the singing bowl and like boom oh! and I launched <laughs> it and I'm like, here we go, universe. Like and I, I really didn't know. Like I yeah, sure on paper I should be highly qualified to doing apps, but we also know a lot of them just nothing happens but yeah I mean it it started to catching on you know and first there was just like friends and family that came in but then you know the more and more people heard about it so it started growing organically and I started spending a little bit on ads to sort of like okay let's see if we can help it that way and and then we started getting like a steady stream and then just sort of looking at you know all the different um metrics and all it's like are we meeting benchmarks are we doing okay tweak 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 let's try this let's try that and then and then finally it's like oh it's working fantastic but it's a lot of trial and error and like you really need to have a developer that is willing to do that for you so for some people that are doing apps and they go to some you know agency and they get the app and then they don't have the follow-up that's never going to work because you need the launch is just you know, step zero. (laughs) And then then comes all the iteration and it's a constant iterations. We've been iterating for three years and we're still not done, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing that people don't realize about. It's like, it's a process and it's, it's all the experimentation and all the trial and error. And you got to be like committed for the long haul. And that's why it's so important. If you don't, if you don't love it, if it's not lighting you up, it's not going to stick because you're not gonna want to stick through all the trial and error. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: It's a lot. You know, it's like, oh did it work? I don't know. Whatever. Then forget it. They have to be like, oh my God, they like it. You know?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well I, you know, I'm curious, like coming from the corporate space and just kind of like that culture, that way of thinking, and then now running saged, what was that transition like for you? Because I feel that you know a lot of people who make that shift have shared how they may, maybe accidentally like brought some of that energy in. And it was this relearning process for them of like, okay, I want to run this differently or I want my energy to show up differently. And I think a lot of the times entrepreneurs can choose entrepreneurship to create more freedom and then accidentally create, structures and systems for themselves that actually feel constricting. Like, I think that that's a really common trap that people can fall into because it's like, oh my gosh, now I have to build this whole thing. And now I'm working even more hours before than before, or I'm getting scarcity in scarcity mindset accidentally. So I think that's a really interesting piece that I like to ask people about of like, what was that transition like for you uh, in terms of your own energy and how you were like approaching building this business?
1: Yeah, I think that um, I tried to bring as little as possible from my olden days. Um, And for the long time, it was just like me and like two other people, you know, or not maybe a third or fourth person. But then we started growing the team. What is it? Two and a half years ago now, like in earnest. And that changed everything where I'm just like, just really letting go of control and being able to outsource without micromanaging and really just like trusting. And it's been such a, so good because it's like, in the beginning of like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Like I okay, I want to keep control because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this app is going to become. So like I felt that I was sort of like choking it almost with my energy because I like, I don't know what you are, but I know I have to build you kind of thing. But then when I started this, like, oh, actually you can do the marketing and you do that and you do the writing and you do this and the social media and like all the stuff just got off. It's like, it flourished. I was like, oh, this is only going to work with me letting go of control. And it's funny, like we had our best ever month in July when I was on vacation and I'm just like, there you go. Like, I don't need to be spending it. Like how I spend my energy in the past, even on this, on this business has just been not necessary. You know, like there's, I haven't been doing the right thing. Like I've been so interested that I've been looking at everything, but I don't need to. And I think it's, it's sort of like learning that and like letting go and like not being, and not being like in the beginning was scared. Like, is this gonna work? I don't know. Like, what if it doesn't work? Oh my god, what's gonna happen? But now, it, now that it does, I'm just like, well, great. Now my role has changed. My energy has changed. It feels like everything's flowing better. Like, yeah, everybody's up leveling and stepping in and like telling me what they need to like flourish. And it's just like great. It's you know, it, it's becoming its own organism. It's not me. It's like its own yeah. thing.
0: I think that's. Like the important piece, right? Of realizing it's its own consciousness, it's its own organism, as you said, versus I think it can be easy for a lot of entrepreneurs to attach themselves to to the company. And that's then where it accidentally gets, you know, bottlenecked a little bit. And with that, what are some of the spiritual practices or, or things you do within your business or for yourself that keep you grounded and able to have that separation and recognize like it is its own organism i'm just curious like what practices you bring into your life that have allowed you to grow the company like in this graceful way
1: well so i have a lot of uh good things well one one very practical thing is actually take vacation and don't work and just see how that what happens let go let go of control you don't have to check your email you know, don't you know, I was in Peru for two weeks this spring. I had three months in Europe. I hardly worked a day. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's that's useful. That really helped me disconnect from all of it and let it do its own thing. But then also, like, you want to make sure that energy that you do have for your company is spent on the right thing. So then I work with amazing mentors like Jennifer Longmore or like other people in the spiritual world that can really like help you get crystal clear. So I think. Working with a coach or a mentor is like it's so important. So it's like help us, as as Jennifer said, like get you to the penthouse, like let yeah. go of that stuff, to get you to the penthouse. And we're like, okay, I like it better in penthouse. What do yeah, we do in penthouse? You know,
0: <laughs>
1: we just chill. We just chill. We just chill, <laughs> and we invite good people to be with us up there. And you know, so I think that has been a really interesting shift in terms of like just feeling freer around what it is and so feeling yeah. more. Uh, confidence about what it is. And, you know, before I could be like, I have to write this email and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a great email. It's, it's not worth my time doing that, you know? And it's, it feels great. And I'm like, you know, I could do it, but that would be a waste of everybody's time.
0: Were you like that since from the beginning of starting this company, or was that something that you had to like train yourself? Because I know a lot of, I have a lot of people in my field who are starting new companies, new brands. Right. And I'm watching the freak out. Like I can't take a day off. I can only take a vacation once the company hits, you know, this much in revenue. And I'm like, I feel like that's backwards. So I'm just curious. Was that, did you go through that too? Or from the beginning, were you pretty clear on like, I'm going to chill and take vacations?
1: Oh, I always going to chill and take vacations okay. is my favorite thing. Um, and I have This was part of the reason for me starting the company. I just needed more freedom. I wanted to spend more time with my kids when they're younger. I want to spend more time in Sweden with my family. So for me, that was just like, I always had to negotiate that with my employers before. Like, oh, the thing is I'm from Sweden and I like to go home. And can I work from Sweden? And can I take a lot extra vacation? And, oh, I just had a kid, you know, in Sweden, we get a year (laughs) off and here you can, you know, so I've always been like, I'm just not made for for that corporate America lifestyle I just I value my time way too much I value my freedom way too much I actually remember my first job in, in Sweden uh I had just graduated and you know I got this job at a gaming company and they were all cool and young and hip and I was like 24 whatever 23 and then my my bestie is like hey let's go to let's go to India and Nepal and like do this amazing hike and I'm like yes of course so I walk up to the CEO. I'm like, "Hey, can I get seven week vacation? Seven weeks vacation?" He's like, "No." And I'm like, <laughs> I started crying. I'm like, well I'm gonna go to India! I'm like, I have to go." So yeah, and then we negotiated, and like, I got like four weeks or something, so I could go on a little shorter trip. But that was just like, I think back of that. Now that's that's who I am. Like, I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to have the freedom. So for me. Vacation, taking time off, has been like a core piece of it. Granted, in the beginning, I didn't have anybody else to do the work, so if I took vacation, it didn't happen. So there were certain things that I had to get done, but I was scheduled ahead of time, make sure everything was set up, and then I would cut out. Um, But I mean, for anybody who's starting out, like it is, it is really hard. You are your company in the beginning; like you have to kind of be to sort of nurture it through that birth and like just like it needs your milk to survive in the in the early day but it's just like, okay, now you're a toddler. Like here's a babysitter. (laughs) Time to uh, let go a little bit. (laughs) Time to let go. Yeah.
0: So vacations love that. What, what are some other spiritual practices or just mindset pieces that have helped you? Um,
1: I mean, I do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of, you know, journey work, just like meditation journeys a lot of stuff, just to sort of help me get perspective on my life, and of course, it always includes business in a big way too um so that's like a, I would say like once every other month or whatever, I would hit take like at least two days where I consciously just meditate on my business on my life, what is it that I need to be doing, what can I change, what is it that I'm not seeing, are they blind like just like trying to feel in holistically about like how things are and going and and all again, like where where does my energy need to be spent yeah. at the moment? So that for me is great to course correct. Um, you know, that's, I, yeah, I highly recommend. Just like, it doesn't have to be fancy. It could just be like, you know, spend the stay in a cheap hotel, like for a day. Like if you have a family, just like, see you tomorrow. Like I need to go think. Um, so stuff yeah. like that, whatever is available.
0: I think that that's, it's helpful for people to hear. It was one of the things that changed my business and my life so much. And it was something that Jennifer really pushed me to and she was like how does a ceo spend their time like people most people think it's different than it actually is if they're going to be successful and, and and just that analogy of if you're like a professional athlete right? like you're a well-oiled machine and i realized oh most of my life gets to be my personal growth my spiritual growth like taking care of me because then i'm able to produce the most in the least amount of time like the most potent things in the least amount of time get more done and i'm happier and it becomes this switch from like having personal time somehow fit in amongst work to like there's my life and then my career is within it and it's something that's actually energizing me versus draining me and so like what i hear from you is it's very much that it's like i'm creating i'm anchoring into what's the life i want to be living right and i want this freedom and then my career fits beautifully into supporting me in that yeah yeah so it's swapped and i'm i'm curious because you had mentioned that you had just had a child around the same time you were launching this and I'm curious like kind of going through those births and growing up at the same time did you see parallels there that were helping you um in either direction that you that you were noticing like uh you know raising a child also like raising this business I'm just curious mm-hmm. if there was anything there energetically that you're noticing uh was like you know teaching you from one applying to the other
1: uh yes I think so um and and my second child is amazing, but she was, like, so, such a bad sleeper. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> such a bad sleeper. And because the first one slept, like, a you know, no problem. And the little one, she's just, like, didn't sleep. Mm. Well, so I was just exhausted, you know. I was just, like, how am I ever going to have that? Oh, so it's fine to, like, do other things. And just really teaching me also how important it is to rejuvenate and take care of yourself for you to have. Like, so for me, it became, like, I'm exhausted I need to have something to pour from like into my child, into both my kids, my relationship, into my business. Like the moments where I was just an empty cup, like the, there's nothing in here, like, oops, what do I do? So that again, just like put the self-care at the top of the list it's sort of like okay if i'm going to be a good mom if i'm going to be an entrepreneur i'm gonna to have to remove myself for a little bit and like rejuvenate and then come back so for me that was like for both the business and the children and the family was just like i'm just gonna to have to take a moment and then come back because there's not enough in me right now so to really like not go into burnout which i think happens to a lot of people it's like a pandemic in sweden about burnout like a lot of women just like hit the wall um so it's just trick is we try to do it all the time we never think about the self-care we never like replenish ourselves we just give 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 and we're not supposed to live that way so i think it's really about being mindful put some borders around like okay i want to be with you all the time child and you too business but i can't so see you a little later yeah
0: yeah those those boundaries i mean i was thinking about this in terms of like masculine, feminine energy. And we think about, you know, balancing those within ourselves, but then also how does that look in our lives and thinking about, okay, what would the world be like if everybody was fully in balance with doing and resting and how much we rested and chilled out was the same as how much we we worked or produced. I mean, we're so out of balance.
1: So out of balance.
0: (laughs) So out of balance there, you know, and When it comes to filling your cup, I'm just curious for you personally, what are the things that fill it up the most? Like what, what really fuels your soul? I feel like I really need to to fill my cup now. Like what, what are those things for you?
1: for me, spending time in nature is huge. So going to beautiful places, being in nature, like adventure, like some sort of sense of adventure. And of course, also friends, just like being with friends who are not demanding, but just supporting you uh, and who are on the same wavelength. So You don't have to explain so much. It's just like where it's ease and flow. And there's just like, there's no chores. So for me, it's really about chores weigh me down. So it's just de- depletes Same. my battery. Like I can't. Don't give me a Same. chore. Like don't make any anything that sounds like a chore. I'm like no thanks. Like yeah. even if it's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna get jiggy? I'm like that sounds like a chore. I'm good. Like no thank you. But it's like you know. So it's I'm just allergic to chores. So for me, just like having some time where there are no chores. Like yes, please. That that woke make up. But oftentimes it's just like being outside, even in the night. to say, uh, look at stars. <laughs> you know simple things. It doesn't have to be anything exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same simple. I'm just like time for myself. Someone asked me that question earlier today. I'm like, I just want, you know, it to be quiet. I want some tea and I just want to meditate and I'm good to go. Just give me a couple of days by myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I love it, you know? So, um, with Saged, how, how do people get started? W- like, what should they, what should they look for when they join?
1: Yes. So the first thing people need to do is just download it from the App Store, it's easy to find, S A G E D, and then you can create a free account, uh and then you can get going. So you get a daily ritual, you can start a gratitude practice, you can read up on all kinds of things. Um if you want to go a little deeper, you can become a premium member so you get access to all our live classes. We do like new moon ceremonies, full moon ceremonies. Now we're going to have an equinox ceremony here in September and like there's always, and there's a bunch of other live classes going on. You also get access to our full library of like meditations and live classes and ceremonies from, so they've already been from these paths. We also have this thing that, that I love that are called journeys. So it's like, I look at it as like remedies to a thing. So it could also be like how to actually get initiated as a Martin mystic. Like, what do I need to do? So Is this like an eight day program that you go through? So there's short stuff every day, but for eight days, you get like to calm down and, and learn something new. So those types of things are available there. Um, so the app is a really great place to be in, fun to be in. Like you we have a community group, so you can ask questions and see what other people are up to. Uh, you can track your progress, how you're doing with your spirituality. Um, so it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, but then we're also doing new stuff. So we have uh, something exciting. We're calling the Sage uh, Ritual Box. So it's basically a monthly subscription box that comes to your home, Full of stuff that you need can use for a ritual and then we guide you through a ritual using all the items that you got and it's always sort of in tune with the 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 wheel of the year so equinox or wherever we are but they can also be like the last month was a witch box so it's basically you know basic tools you need to do some some spell work and and use for witchcraft so that was fun so those are really cool too. So we're trying to sort of bridge, like not only do the app digital space, but also getting into the physical space to help people really anchor in the spirituality in their homes. And, you know, there's plenty of, of subscription boxes out there with crappy stuff from China. Like, we're like, we're not going to do that. So ours is a little bit expensive, but it's all like small batch, US made, sustainable, like, you know, good stuff that you actually want to put on your altar. So that's kind of, something we're excited about now too and we always have cool stuff cooking in the sage kitchen but I would urge anybody to start off with the app and just start doing your spiritual practice it's short it's every day and it's going to make you feel so much better
0: yeah. Just a couple minutes and you can shift everything, you know, I'm, sign me up for the, for the witch box. Hey. <laughs> I, I'm so into that. <laughs> you
1: know, I need awesome. one of those.
0: And you just, like, There's something just the energetic of that, like receiving, you know, and receiving something different every month and not necessarily knowing what's coming next. And it's like, I just think there's something so expansive and abundant about that monthly, like every, you know, I'm getting that receiving going. So I just love the energetic of that in. We'll hook you up genre. with a box. Please do, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. I'm so into it. It's just like awesome. I'm like a kid in a in a candy store with that kind of thing. I don't, you know what I mean? Like just the feeling of okay, you got this delivered. I know what it is. Um, so I love I love that so much, and I know people are gonna want to check it out. So we'll put everything in the description below, so that in the show notes below, rather, so that everybody can check out Saged. And you know, I have one, I have one last question. You know, we have a lot of female entrepreneurs listening to this podcast. And I'm just curious for anybody who is maybe starting their business at this time and, you know, wanting to do it in a conscious way and kind of really shift the the paradigm of, of leadership at this time on the planet. I'm curious, like what you would tell that person, any, any big advice that, that you would uh, share with them?
1: Yeah, I would just say do reach out to collaborate with others. I think that it's such a healthy way to sort of grow your business and expand is through collaboration and you know and that was sort of like especially if you come from corporate america like that's something we need to let go of it's just like everything thrives on collaboration even if you feel like there's somebody's a competitor they're not like we just need if you have a good message you need to amplify it and reach as many people as possible we're all trying to do the same things there's always always somebody to serve no matter how many people are doing the same thing as you are doing. So it's really about like reaching out, connecting, seeing how, you know, you can be, become a part of a network of people trying to do the same thing. That to me it has been so uplifting. And it's also a telltale. Like if somebody does not want to collaborate with you, if you're doing spiritual business, you can kind of like red flag, you know, okay, then that's not where this needed to go. So for me, that's, that's something that's fun and also really helpful and, and uh, nurturing as you used to get going.
0: Love that so much. And it goes back to healing that scarcity mindset and just no one's ever actually doing the same thing. Like, you know, you might think it's the same category, but no one's doing it the same at all, you know? So I think that's just such an expansive space to live in and clearly like has served you well, right? I think that Sage is such a beautiful example of a divine download, right? And that inspiration has just allowed it to flow and just hearing your journey. It's like the resources and people, came to you and it just, you know, obviously there was, there was work put into it, but it seems like it was just very much, you know, source was like, yeah, we're supporting you in this and look at, look at how it's grown like to this incredible platform relatively quickly. So I just think that's so beautiful. And I'm really grateful to you for coming on the podcast and sharing your energy and your, your wisdom and, and Sage with us. So thank you so much for being here. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. It was so nice. Huge thank you to Julia for coming on the podcast and sharing so much incredible wisdom. If you want to check out Sage app, go to the app store and download it there. You can check out the link in the show notes below to get 50% off Saged Premium with all of the live classes, ceremonies, rituals, all the fun stuff. And you can also head to sagedshop.com to learn more about all of the different incredible offerings. You can also check them out on Instagram at sagedapp. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag Saged App, and tag at Christina, the channel podcast, so we can see that you are listening, say thank you, and repost you, of course. I always appreciate those shares so much. It is one of the best simple ways to uh, support the show spread the love and let me know that you are enjoying it. So thank you in advance for those shares because it truly does mean the world. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.